you're listening to the Freewheeling Podcast by Cycling Tips. My name is Abby Mickey, and this is our final episode of 2021. I'm really excited for you all to hear this final episode with Lucinda Brand, the current Cyclocross World Champion. But before we dive into that conversation, this episode is brought to you by Zwift. Zwift recently announced that their Pace Partners would be on the Macquarie Islands. If you don't know, the Pace Partners are ride leaders who set a specific tempo. You can choose what pace you want to go, so there's multiple options. What I love about Pace Partners is that the pace is already set and all I have to do is keep up, so it means that I'm usually riding harder than I would on my own. It's kind of like going on a group ride with people that are better than you and encourage you to dig a little bit deeper. From full gas to recovery, there's a pace partner for everyone. Join Pace Partners in Watopia and now in the McCurry Islands. Thank you so much to Zwift for sponsoring this episode. They've been a huge partner for us throughout the year and we're incredibly grateful. Now, I chatted with Lucinda Brand while she was at team camp in Spain. She was taking a little bit of a break in between cross races and meeting up with her road teammates. However, since I recorded this episode, she has won another World Cup in Namur, which was a brutal course, and she won handedly. She also finished second behind Mariana Voss the day before. And I am thrilled that I got to pin her down for 30 minutes of chatting. So please enjoy this conversation with Lucinda Brand, and you'll hear from me in 2022. You're taking a little bit of a break from racing cross at the moment, which worked out great with Antwerp canceled. But before now, you've been on quite a tear. What's your view of the cross season so far? Uh, well, that it's going, um, yeah, better than uh, wished, actually, because uh, last year had, of course, an amazing season. Um, but it's um, yeah hard to also reach the same kind of level again. Of course, a lot of people are expecting that from you, but it's not so easy to do it another time. And um, yeah, it's going better than I, I could wish, actually. And you started in the US. Yeah, yeah, true. Uh, well, I started the first race in the Netherlands uh, with the Super Prestige and I straight away won that race which was amazing, of course, <laughs> to get back that way. And then went straight to America, which was a, a good trip as well. Although I got in the end a little bit of a cold and I, I yeah, put it a bit aside that that was the reason why my last race was not so good. But it also took me a few races to really get back to myself. So... I think the cold uh, really got me a bit uh, more than I, <laughs> I yeah, wanted. But uh, since then, it's good again. Yeah. And it kind of was a little bit of um, practice for the world championships. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. It's also uh, yeah, good to get there already once and to see uh, what the course is like because, yeah, nobody knew it, of course. Uh, and I think also for the organization, it was good to see how it really is to have a big race on the course and so yeah it was a good trip i mean i'm sure coming over to the us is a big deal for you with trek being kind of one of your main sponsors on in both disciplines yeah of course um it, it's it's very special to 
get to their office there and um, to even race on, on their garden. <laughs> Let's put it like that. Um, yeah, that, that's actually really nice. If, um, the, the people working really hard for us. And um, yeah, they are very uh, proud to have us around as well. And it's good to also see those people who are normally in the background thing you never hear or see it's good to to get to know them a bit better and um yeah of course uh it's even better if you can have a uh yeah a really good race there than a good performance did you get to play hockey this time not so i couldn't take the risk and they always go like before work so it is extremely early <laughs> and uh, so so i i uh, let it this time by uh, by the coaches to do it but uh who knows for the next time so for the cross season what is coming up that you're really excited about uh i'm really excited about namur's coming up it's uh, actually the second race after training camp. So, uh, of course, that's uh, something I really look forward to. I won it already a couple of times and I really like the course. And then we run into extreme busy Christmas. <laughs> and um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm also a bit afraid for it <laughs> because it's so busy. <laughs> it's kind of a love-hate relationship. <laughs> Are you bummed about missing Val de Sol? It looks like it's going to be pretty nuts with all the snow. I'm not so sure. <laughs> I, I think I'm okay here in Spain in the sun right now. Um, of course, it's really great that they organized something there. And that it's also really good that it's sometimes on snow and stuff like that. But uh, for me, it wasn't too big of a hustle to get there. And it's a great period to have a moment to real train real because yeah during the races there's so much going on you need to recover and like the days that you can really put a train on are only maybe three days a week if, which is not enough to keep a high level and also if i want to perform on the road again in in coming summer then i also you need to use my head right now how do you balance cross and road because it it seems like you came flawlessly out of the road season into this incredible cross season, but I imagine what we're seeing on TV is a lot harder to balance fitness wise than, than what we'd think. Yeah. 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 There, there are a lot of people in the background helping me, uh, a lot, especially my boyfriend, uh, to, to make life easy at home during, uh, the cyclocross season because it's so busy and, I uh, need to organize a lot uh, yourself as well. So he's uh, the helping hand in managing all those kind of things. And um, of course, also like uh, during the end of my road season, I um, already started preparing for cross season. So my training were, were slightly different and I had different type of racing. So of course, uh, I, I changed the focus already early than you can see on TV. Was it kind of a bummer to miss Perry Roubaix in order to transition to cross? Yeah, definitely. This is one of those difficult decisions you need to make when you're uh, doing more uh, disciplines. Uh, when it was cancelled in April, then I knew already that it was going to be very difficult to get the start of Roubaix because uh, I knew it would be somewhere close to the cross season and it even ended up in the same weekend 
then for my first cross and also straight after I had to go to America. So those are the moments that uh, you should not listen to your heart, but to your mind. And uh, at least I could say to myself in half a year, there's another one. <laughs> I mean, the conditions would have been pretty great for you. Yeah, well, I guess those are never coming back anymore in a couple of years. <laughs> so yeah. it was something that I was still like sitting on the couch like, oh. But I was very proud of Lizzie. I, how she handled the bike, I was like, you did a good girl. <laughs> did you do any of the Paris-Roubaix prep with the team before Not the race? with the team. I only um, last year, uh, when the borders just opened back, I went with Ellen. Uh, Ina and Stefan to to Roubaix to also try out some materials and stuff but we had no clue about what the exact course was of course and um, this spring I was supposed to do the reckon uh, but then just I think two days before then they announced the cancellation so then I said yeah I'm not gonna put uh, this energy in now well I'm also uh, able to prepare the other classics at home. Do you, is there a section of the road season that you prefer? I mean, coming from cross, it must be the one days. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm going to say something really stupid because I really love the stage races. Sometimes I said maybe they should put a stage race in cyclocross. <laughs> Let's see how it works out. But uh, well, although Christmas time feels a little bit like that already. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, no, I really, really like uh, stage races. And I always really look forward to ride the Giro. Um, so, but of course, there are a couple of races in spring I like as well. So uh, uh, I'm really looking forward to do Rubeh, but also to ride Flanders and uh, Liège. Those type of races uh, are nice to do. And probably this year I will miss uh, Den Strade, which is also another great race uh, to do. But yeah, this is one of those races which is early in the season. And that's then we are again hard to combine with the other classics uh, if you do a cross season already. Yeah. How much of the road season do you have to miss with cross? Because uh, you probably have to take a good break to be able to decompress and kind of become human again. Yeah, well, you have two options. Or you miss the the beginning of the spring or you miss the end of the spring. <laughs> or I think you have those kind of options. Um, and then like during uh, the end of May until uh, July, you can do like, with the same, or yeah, of course you can choose a bit like, but you don't need to really miss anything. Mm -hmm. But then after June, if you want to start straight away in the cross season, then uh, after July, you really need to, um, yeah, overthink which kind of races you do. So uh, right now, uh, I really made the decision to have the end of the spring and have some uh, stage races in May and, and July. And then um, only a few races to prepare for the cross season again. So are you excited about the Tour de France? Yes, I am, but I'm not going to race. So I'm nicely going to watch them. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really, really good that they, they get it back on the calendar, of course. Um, 
And uh, I hope that there will be a lot of attention for it, even that the men's tour is finished already. Um, and I think we definitely will get some great racing uh, on. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward. Do you think it has the potential to change women's racing in the future with the amount of attention it might get? Um, I think it's uh, definitely something uh, which will help. Uh, I think we started it already and it's keep on growing and attention keeps growing. And this is one of those steps which definitely will help. It. I've heard that you don't only like self-powered bikes but you also have a motorbike that you're pretty good at riding well i'm not sure if i'm good at it but <laughs> i do have one yeah yeah actually i'm more scared on my motor than on my bike so maybe it's a good thing then i otherwise i'm gonna take crazy risks but yeah it's really nice to ride if i have time yeah i mean it's a lot faster so the stakes are higher <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah indeed yeah yeah, I would love to go once to the mountains with my motorbike. Yeah. Well, maybe you could follow the women's Tour de France if you've got a little bit of time ah, off. Yeah. It's my holiday time, so why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. What do you think of the direction that Cross is, is going for women? Do you think it's been growing in the past couple years? Yes, it is. Uh, if you uh, only go back a few years, then... Um, there was not so much media attention. Um, if, uh, the race when I started to do some of those international races in Belgium, the women's race was even at you know nine o'clock in the morning or ten, super super early. So then they pushed it uh, to just in front of the men's race, which was great already. And uh, in the beginning, you saw really that uh, public was still getting more close to the men's race so they just enter during the women's race but now you also see that most of them are already coming ahead of the women's race it's getting more busy at the campers and um, the media attention is super high um, it's it's always uh, like the full race is, on, is covered and even in the Netherlands, the, the, the World Cups of the women are already live on TV right now, while the men's are not. So it probably has to do with the fact that Mathieu is not racing yet, but I take it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it seems like the past, maybe last year and the year before, everyone was really excited about women's racing on for cross more so than the men's because... Vanderpool and Van Art were so uh, dominant that it wasn't as fun to watch anymore. But the women's races seem so much more dynamic, and there's so many more players in the game, um, and the field is just getting deeper and deeper. Yeah, yeah, indeed. And um, now they're also getting some other international uh, names uh, in the top ten, which makes it even better, I think, because it was very Dutch. Well, where with the men's very Belgium, it's very Dutch with the women. So uh, of course, for us, this country is great, but I think for Saya and the Cross in general, it's really good that we also see some other na nationalities right now in the top ten. And, uh, yeah, uh, if you ask me, indeed, when uh, the top riders in both men's and women's racing are there, then I think the women's race is more attractive than the men's. Uh, but, yeah, on the other hand, in men's cycling, the Wild and Mathieu and also Tom, they, they really have a name, of course, and they are a personality which people really look forward to see them racing. 
which is also good because it gives attention to to the whole sport, of course. It is very Dutch on the women's side. Um, like the national championships must be just as hard as a World Cup because it's always <laughs> yeah. it's always just like Dutch in the top ten, lots of them. <laughs> Yeah, well, maybe they cancel the nationals again then. <laughs> and then we have another national championships at the Worlds. Uh, no, yeah, no, it, it's a high level. It, it, I'm used to it uh, because on the road it's the same story. So uh, I think, yeah, already for years it, it's like this. And uh, it probably also makes why we keep uh, performing on that high level. Uh, because we have to race against each other. What's your favorite thing about racing cross as opposed to road? Well, I really like uh, the fact that uh, it's constantly changing. So uh, even if you do know the course already for a couple of years, it will never be exactly the same because of the weather conditions and um, sometimes some, uh, uh, how you call it, the, the... the lines in the mud getting so deep that they don't recover during summer. So we come back and it was deep, you know? And um, yeah, so so especially the fact that it's really never the same and you uh, constantly need to keep challenging yourself. And I also, a big difference for me, personal, is that I still have a lot to learn in cyclocross and on the road, uh, of course, you always can learn something, but it's a different way of learning. And um, it's sometimes more on automatic pilot. So in cross, that's impossible because then you crash. Because you've not been racing cross a very long time. You're not new, but relatively new. Yeah, true. Well, uh, I started cross when I was maybe 16 or something, just as something to train in the winter. And I slowly started to do also some Belgium races. And then uh, when I was elite rider, I always did a couple of them in December and January, but never full season because uh, trainers and teams were not so happy with it. It was not good and it was difficult to combine and blah, 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 you know, all like this kind of things. But then since like... um, what was it i think in 2012 no yeah i don't know uh, no. the end of rabobank i made a decision that i wanted to really uh try to do the combination more and more so um then in some i did that already and then i only made it uh bigger and bigger <laughs> so yeah and um yeah, I uh, cannot complain. So you've landed in the perfect spot because your team is both cross and road. Yeah. So they're super happy for you to bounce back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. And uh, they also came, or Sven actually came up with it. So of course he knew I would never go to a team which could not uh, provide a road uh, program. Because if you also see like the other teams are actually, yeah, obviously now, they are really uh, pushing for a women's team to also get a little bit the bigger races, but otherwise you only have the local races and it's just not high enough. And especially not when you come from the highest level of road racing already yourself. So he knew he had to come up with something. (laughs) 
And uh, then he was, of course, in the great position to tell that the road team uh, that he could work together with the road team. As far as the road team, what is your role with Track Segafredo when you do race with them? Well, I'm a lot of times the captain. Um, so uh, I try to bring my experience, but I think we have a very experienced group, so it's not always needed. But it's nice to, you know, like um, go back to a person and to discuss a little bit. It's for myself, but also for the others. And then, of course, I have some personal goals. So, but it's only a few races that I'm like, oh yeah, I really want to go for a result. And the other races, I really like to help um, the riders in the final uh, or mostly it has to be in the final let's put it like that but sometimes the level is not good enough I need to do it earlier but um, I, I love to to work for uh, for them and uh, give all my best and that I can come on the finish when we celebrate a good result. So it's very different from cross because it's Crosses yeah. still has some teamwork aspects, but it is a little bit more of an individual event. Yeah, it's way more individual indeed. And uh, in, in the, on the road, it's way more as a team. And I think for me, it's a perfect combination. So on the cross season, I can really go full for myself. And it maybe also makes it a bit easier to be uh, a helper on the road and don't uh, go always for your own result. I think when I should not have cyclocross, then you maybe want more often to be able to really go for your own result. Um, and and now I don't have that. That uh, Of course, if I feel like I can go for it, I, I'm still that type of uh, personality and, and, and uh, sport woman that I want to aim for it. But I also know my position and I can accept the position because I have other moments in the year that uh, I can totally go for it. In terms of racing, cyclocross, the last couple races we've seen have been, I mean, sloppy is a great way to put it. Like they've just been so muddy. <laughs> do you prefer, <laughs> what do you prefer, the muddy races or the faster races that are less, need less laundry done? If, if yeah, if we put the laundry part aside <laughs> and just look at the racing, I like much the most. Are you better at handling than everyone else? Like the last two races that have been super muddy, you've just rode away from everyone. Yeah, that has a lot to do also with your confidence and how uh, fit you are. You know, like and how far you need to race on your limit. Like if you already need to go in the first lap over your limit it's way more difficult to stay away from mistakes just because your heart rate is way too high and you get a little bit more tense in your body so it always your technique also comes a little bit with your um with, with your uh, performance of course uh, physically but uh, I think in the mud, uh, I can use my power even more than in the faster races. Uh, because the faster races also, a lot of times, different type of techniques. So the corners are a bit more uh, tight and uh, you need, if they need to be more on speed, you need to be uh, very good in positioning on your bike and changing the position. And like if you look, for example, to Kortelike, and then Salin is way better in that. So I had the power to really push it on the straights, but then she could handle uh, my 
uh, way of riding because her technique was better. So she could save some energy on that part. But once it's on, uh, on the mud, then uh, it's also a bit of just going and hoping that it's going well. And on the uh, harder parts, yeah, I can really use my power so well. I mean, you have to know your body really well, right? Because you have to know how, what your limit is and when it's going to end. Yeah, no, definitely. And in that in that way, you can compare it really good with a time trial, actually. Mm. Because, um, yeah, there you also need to know, like, okay, this is my strength and here I can make a difference. So I need to go a bit faster and here I need to be a bit more careful. So in that way you can compare it a little bit how excited are you to see some of these young girls that race cross and have been uh primarily on the cross scene move over to the road uh i think will be very good for them or you also see some doing mountain bike which is i think also Mm -hmm. uh, a good thing to do but um yeah i think there are a few riders who can also be very good road racers if you see on which age they can uh, keep going already, like Puck, for example, uh, it's not only technique with her, because if that would be the case, then uh, in Tabo, for example, then she would not uh, be up there to fight for the victory because it was a super fast race. I, I've i been really impressed with... Um... Yeah, Puck does. Yeah. But, and she, she, she's... But there are a few young riders who does actually affect us it. And um, there are also a few more in the back who are able to jump barriers. And this is a real thing that I need to get to learn because in some, some races, it's really a benefit. So that's the next thing to learn. <laughs> yeah, there or was, get stronger. There was a, that race like a couple of weeks ago that she was bunny hopping the barriers and just like riding away. And it was like knowing nothing about cross and watching it i was like this just seems like it's the smarter option than getting off your yeah bike. yeah and, and it looks so easy and then you come if you look you think ah i just do this also but then you come there like no <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's also kind of mindfuck because like in the in the in the forest i jump um like sometimes i have those uh cut trees you know on the floor they're quite high and i jump them and even two behind each other but then i come in a in a race and then it's just a plan and it's so different in your mind (laughs) i mean i'm sure you're you're on your limit and you're riding towards something in a race and it's a lot different than when you're out in the forest just kind of like messing around on your bike yeah indeed well, thank you so much for your time and good luck with the rest of the season. Have fun at team camp. Yeah, thanks. Thanks.